previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. The first Jingle Fest that we went to, he was like, oh, you know, they're having this thing in D.C. and I'd like to go. And I was like, oh, okay. You used to watch PTI with him. I would just sit down and watch. I'd watch Around the Horn and I'd watch PTI and that was about it. And when we went to this first Jingle Fest that we went to in D.C., I, I was like, wow, wow, these people are crazy. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, take two as we're calling it. Welcome, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, how you doing? We're, we're going to do this one alone this week because we've got such a great interview. We don't have much time for other stuff. However, we normally never do this. We try to record this opening segment, especially as late as possible. So we'll have time to edit it down and get it all plugged in together with the rest of the episode, the interviews, the meet the little segment and all that stuff. And we never do this. But something happened yesterday that we had to come back on the air and acknowledge. And that is the sad passing of Hank Aaron, who died yesterday at age 86. The one thing I did want to read, this is crediting James Crowley from Newsweek. Hank Aaron was best known as the right fielder for the Braves, and he played for the team back when it was based in Milwaukee, and then later Atlanta. During his Hall of Fame career, he held numerous records. Most notably, he broke New York Yankees icon Babe Ruth's home run record, Ruth also played for the Braves when they were based in Boston. Aaron had 755 career home runs with his last hit coming in July, 1976. He held the record for career home runs until 2007 when San Francisco Giants player Barry Bonds surpassed his total. Now that's a whole nother podcast in itself. There are a lot of people who still to this day, and I may or may not be one of them, who consider Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron, also known as Hammer and Hank, the greatest player of all time and still holding the record of most home runs. Roxy, we just had a great interview with Robert Colpine a few episodes ago, and he told us this great story about how he got a baseball. And the stories about Hank Aaron over the years that have come out are just so fantastic. I highly suggest you Google it. I'm going to retweet if I can figure out how to do that. <laughs> and um, <laughs> there's a great great YouTube clip of Vince Scully, another baseball great, especially in the broadcasting era of, he's one of those voices that I would just listen to Dodger games just to hear him call a game. It, he, we all know who Vince Scully is. Anyway, there is a great clip of him calling that at bat when he broke the record. And uh, we might throw that up there at some point later today or tomorrow, just so you all can enjoy it if you haven't seen it already. It's just fantastic. Henry Aaron, Hank Aaron, RIP, thank you for all the great memories. I know I'll never forget them. Okay, now let's move on to our Loyal Littles podcast opening. We could not start today without a quick congratulations and shout out to Jamie Julian and Robert Berg, who have become an aunt and uncle. And Yay! we welcome in baby Luca to the world. Welcome. Oh, this is so exciting. I'm so happy for them and their family and for baby Luca. Yeah. Congratulations to the whole family. And since we're redoing part one, and this I found interesting, I feel horrible. So I'm going to give him a quick shout out. Uh, the story Tony told on the big show yesterday about Elliot Oshansky. I mean, 
This poor guy, how do I say this? I'm just going to say it. We wanted to give you a shout out because you deserve one. Two failed shout outs on PTI. Now, just for the record, that is a dream world scenario for both me and Roxy. And Roxy's only a tiny, okay? She has hers. I have mine of ever getting a shout out on the PTI show. Well, apparently Tony told a story, as we know, they've been having to record out of Bristol or other places or a different broadcast or whatever. He's had to use the iPad. He tells the story on his podcast and how they've been having delay problems with PTI. And apparently at the end of the show, two days in a row, apparently Elliot uh, sent him a great tie and he's been wearing it. And he's wanted to give a shout out to the poor guy two days in a row and it got cut off. No. Right as he's, yes, right as he's about oh, to do it, no. it got cut off, Roxy. Could you imagine? That would be, I, I mean, I feel so bad for this guy. I mean, oh, I can't think of terrible. anything worse. I mean, in relation to other things that are going on in the world, it's not a big deal. But, oh, my gosh, if you are a fan of Tony Kornheiser and a fan of PTI, and I, I can't think of anything worse. I that's <laughs> I, I almost wish he wouldn't have told me. If that ever happened to me, it, I'd rather not know, you know, kind yeah. of thing. Anyway, so we wanted to make sure he got a shout-out on our show. I know it's not nearly anything like getting a shout-out on PTI, but... We wanted to, we thought maybe it would ease the pain just a little bit, getting an extra shout out here. We pr probably not, but we, we figured we'd give it a shot. So, <laughs> wow. Another quick shout out by me uh, for Todd Takei for the suggestions. It was really sweet. He's knew I was down here in Nashville. So gave me some really great suggestions on some adult beverages and just some other things. That was really sweet. Hashtag littles helping littles. And Roxy, you had a shout out, right? I do. I want to give a big shout out to Sarah Fuller. Again, she was part of the inauguration Celebrating America special that aired on television the night of the inauguration. This and is the field goal kicker, right? Yes. Right. The okay, Vanderbilt so soccer the right. player who played in, I believe it was two football games and actually scored some extra points. And yeah, so she was, she asked and she accepted she ended up introducing on this celebrating america special she introduced vice president kamala harris and she was able to talk about her life and career for a couple minutes on screen and it's amazing what women are doing all around the world these days it's i yeah, want that's more a that's give a great more. honor or you want yeah. more i'll give you more uh, it's <laughs> okay. a great week to be named sarah congratulations sarah thomas She's going to be the first female referee to ref a Super Bowl. So that how great is, is that? Awesome. Yeah, she awesome. was. she's been doing the playoff game. She did the Saints game this last weekend, and she's done a, a bunch of Thursday or Monday night games this, this year because we've seen her do a, a bunch of games. Yeah, how terrific is that? Yeah, so. I mean, it just goes to show it shouldn't matter who you are. What should matter is your dedication and your hard work in whatever your career is. And that is what should be recognized. And I'm so glad that finally this is happening for her. That's awesome. And before we leave, we have our tiny little suggestion for you. So my tiny little suggestion for all, all the littles, if you watched the inauguration the other day, you would have heard Amanda Gorman reciting her poetry and her poem was called The Hill We Climb. And she, first of all, she's a stunning person. I was so in awe of her, how she spoke, how she presented herself, just absolutely incredible and so intelligent. She is an American poet, 
an activist. She's from Los Angeles. Her work focuses on issues of oppression, feminism, race, and marginalization. She is actually the first person to be named National Youth Poet Laureate, which is such an honor. She has a new poetry book that's being released this coming September, and it's titled The Hill We Climb. Her poem, The Hill We Climb, will also be a part of this book. But if her work is other work is anything like that poem the other day, it will be so worth looking into. I already pre-ordered my copy. I have a feeling she has a super, super bright future ahead of her. And I'm so excited to follow what she does. And that is my tiny little suggestion. Excellent. You you ordered more than one copy, right? Yeah, I ordered one for me and one for my mom. <laughs> yeah, that's great. So they're going to make great gifts. When do you just, they come out in September, you said? In September. Yep. Going off the theme from the holiday of supporting small businesses or supporting people that are up and coming, I think she is definitely at the top of the list in my book for people that I, I would love to support. No, that yeah. sounds terrific. So. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Roxy. That's our tiny little suggestion for this uh, episode. And now we have some good news. We have some bad news. The good news is the upcoming Meet the Littles guest is uh, just it's one you've been waiting for for a long time. Now, sadly, we ran into a little bit of a Carvel Bob Ryan situation. Uh, As you know, I'm editing all these myself. I did my best. I just ask you to be nice, hang in there because it's well worth it. Uh, it does get better. It's it's a little scratchy in the beginning, uh, but we did. I did the best I could. I think it came out pretty good. Yeah, it's the yeah. content is fantastic, and the only hint you're gonna get is it's a good friend from Rockville. So mm. all you diehards already know who it is. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. <laughs> Looking at your smiling happy faces I swear sometimes I hate it Wish I could wreck your day So sick and tired of trying to fake it When deep down I feel vacant Why can't it be okay? Hiding the thoughts in my we are being played in today by the artist known as Prime, and this song is called Sad Boy. If you want to get in touch with Prime, you can reach him at primemusic.com. Now, let me spell that because it is P-R-I-M-M-E-M-U-S-I-C.com. That's primemusic.com. And you can also find him over on Twitter at Prime Music. And if you like his stuff, you can head on over to iTunes. It's all there. But if you want to get in touch with him, just go to his website, look him up there. And as always, we'll play the full song, Sad Boy, at the end of the podcast. So I don't show it. Cause perfect boys, they know that you never let them see you cry. All right, all you loyal littles. It's now time for our favorite segment in yours. And boy, do we have a good one today. It is Neil in Rockville. Welcome, Neil. How you doing? I'm good. How are you two? We're doing great. It's good, good to have you here. That's, I gotta put down my my uh, bagel that I just got from uh it says the bagel. <laughs> unfortunately. Okay. So I'm counting how many ads we're going to go through today. So that's one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Neil, actually, we always like to start right off the bat, turn it over to you within reason. So be gentle with us and uh, just tell everyone about yourself. Tell all the littles anything you want to let us know and get to know you. So I think, you know, maybe the best way to get to know me a little bit is I can review some of the issues that have been brought up on your podcast, uh, which I've listened to. I think first and foremost, I only eat smooth peanut butter, but I do so with potato chips. I prefer ruffles. I've been doing that since I was a little child. Secondly, okay, now, now wait, wait, wait. Now, now let's just cut you off. Right, You're just sucking up to Roxy right now. <laughs> it's, I do it all the time. I, I, I mean, I do it in public. I, You see, it's interesting. There was a discussion like you put the chips on right away and then put the two sandwich parts together, which would sound like the way to do it. But I think the real reason why you don't do it is because like myself, if I were to take a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with me, I wouldn't, of course, put the potato chips in there at the beginning. I'd bring them in a separate bag. And so you would open up the sandwich, put the potato chips in later, close it and right. then eat it. So it's otherwise just sort of the, the practice. Chips get, of, yeah. Otherwise the chips get soggy throughout the day. <laughs> now, well, all right. Now, since we're on the topic, Neil, now, do you have a preferred kind of jelly that goes along with said chips? Smuckers, either grape or strawberry. Preserved, mm-hmm. not jelly. Jelly. What are you? Third world? <laughs> I mean, jelly is the sugar water and corn syrup, which actually, in a funny way, gets me to my next issue. Because the issue of Coke 2 and New Coke. New Coke was, was renamed to later on. And, and I have to say that both are abominations. What you need is, and this was referenced before, there's two types of Coke that you really, if you like Coke, you got to get. It's either the Mexican Coke, which is sold in like green, thick Coke bottle, or if you live in a community with a Jewish population called Yellow Cap Coke, which is only brought out during Passover. And the reason why that's important is because regular Coke nowadays is made with corn syrup. And during Passover, they make kosher for Passover. Coca-Cola with old-fashioned sugar. So if you go into a store and you see two-liter bottles with a yellow cap on top, you will know that that is actually sugar, not corn syrup Coke, which is very, very different tasting. My preference. Now, third, my next issue, eating pizza with the cheese out is probably the worst idea since New Coke. (laughs) Because not only is it messy, which I think everyone has previously agreed to, but you are subjected to not only burning the roof of your mouth on hot pizza, but your tongue as well at the same time. That I mean, that's that's ridiculous. It's if you fold it, it's one thing. You can't fold it back. You can't. I mean, that's that's. I don't know where this guy's from, even though he's from Albany, Maryland. That's not something we do around here. Um, <laughs> well, that's, so, that's kind of my issue with that. Was how would you even hold it? That was now. Full disclosure, Neil, I have tried this. Roxy and I, before I left town, went and got a pizza. We were social distanced and everything. And because I, you know, for the fans, I had to try this. And there is video. We didn't publish said video. But it just, uh, yeah, it was okay. But I guess you just have to wait long enough for the pizza to cool. And yeah, so I did do it. And it is possible. I just don't see the point. And you're right. My face was a mess. It was it was just <laughs> not good. Just wasn't enjoyable. Next on the topic of eating. A hot dog with ketchup is the type of deviance that should not be accepted in an enlightened society. Brown <laughs> mustard. I mean, please. Not people. both? I mean, no. On a, <laughs> on a hot dog? 
Oh my god! Maybe on That's a like- hamburger is fine. Oh no, please. Ketchup on the French fries, mustard on the hot dog. You can put all that other stuff, the relish, the kraut, the who cares, but don't put ketchup on uh, That's all I have. I mean, okay, that's, that's, well, maybe that's just Well, this so. is hilarious. We're kind of doing this whole interview completely backwards, which is totally fine, yeah. which is interesting. It'll be a Loyal Littles podcast first. So right. at the very end of the podcast, we'll actually get to know Neil. Which is great. So we're getting all this out of the way. These are usually our part two discussion topics. And one more so, correction I have to make. I mean, this is important okay. actually. Courtney is not only a professional dancer, but is also a multiple award winning film star in the adult genre. And most notably is the official goddess of the Tony Kornheiser. Because even if you go to her Twitter, it's on there also, but she was always referred to as the official goddess. Of the Tony Kornheiser show, so she is an important person in the history of the show. <laughs> that I mean, that title alone is—I I want yeah. that title. <laughs> Wonderful post, very educational, very educational. Because I actually linked Courtney because when something came up at one point in time a few weeks ago, I actually tweeted in response to one of your shows that you know I think oh after I think actually. Roxy's statement, I said, I actually added Courtney to the, to my retweet. I think I said that you really need to interview Courtney as part. And I think she responded positively to that. Note. Yeah. So, well, no, that I, would be really cool. That would be. A oh, great absolutely. No, sure. I actually, I actually put that out there, but I didn't see any reply. And she, I thought was referring to the big show and basically saying Michael has to take the block off or whatever. I don't know, something like that. But oh my gosh, Courtney, anytime you want to come on the show, tiny, little, big, whatever you want to call yourself. Goddess. Yeah. We'll have a new category. We'll have um, a new category. I'll I would love see, to have Courtney. I'll see, like, I'll see what I can All do right. for you. <laughs> All right. So what, what other gears do you have to grind, Neil? Uh, that's what I, let's get these out of the way. I was going to attack Bobby Godfrey for his what he said on your podcast about who he named on our trivia team, but I'm just not going to go there. It's not. <laughs> oh, did he leave you off? Are you a member of the trivia team? Yeah, you, you wouldn't know that. First off, <laughs> it's not his trivia team. It was a group of us, uh, Mark Schaefer, uh, myself, the Reverend Mark Schaefer, of course, mm-hmm. numerous other peoples, including Claire and, uh, Oh, all right, hold on, pause. Let's 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 pause. So, let, let, what were we at, Roxy? Ten minutes? That might be a new uh, record. Yeah. Okay. All right. Continue, Neil. Go ahead. <laughs> Jen yeah. Stevens, um, a lot of other people, and we let Bobby come on to our team because he was with another team of losers, and <laughs> oh, so no. we abandoned him and brought him onto our trivia team and i'll say about the trivia team which one of the greatest things is so we were there every night on a regular basis oh i'm lord almighty also carol was of course carol kornheiser was uh, on our team so uh i was you know i was gonna say be careful because you know you might be missing someone that you know (laughs) you know what she's sort of important person Uh, well i was gonna say and carol i mean anytime carol wants to come on the podcast i i actually in a past episode equated that with tony level like that would be better than a big if we could get Carol to come on our podcast, that would be the best thing ever. That's all I can say. And I can almost guarantee you, you're not going to get that one. Yeah, <laughs> Neil, Neil, we all have to have dreams. Okay. Why are you going to crush our dreams? 
<laughs> have dreams. You know, one day, if you, you know, got close, you also could be known as a Fokker, a friend of Carol, um, as we oh, affectionately call her. Okay. All right. I was like, okay, where are we going with that? But yeah, so trivia, one of the greatest parts about trivia and, and, and sort of with the littles is, so, you know, we were there every night and Claire would sort of be the conduit of people who would be coming in to visit the area from work or something like that. So she would always invite people to come on over to chatter during trivia night. They would join our team. So we would always have a lot of people from out of town who would then come see us. And then usually the next day would be going to uh, chatter in the morning. So that was always a great opportunity to meet a lot of littles who were outside of the, the DC area that made the trivia night extra fun. Bonnie would play sometimes on another team against us. So Bonnie, Bonnie gets it done would, would often be there. And, and a lot of other people would just sort of come in in the evenings or uh, have a drink at the bar or something like that. So right. Chatter was a great, great place. It was a, it was a, it was a fun time. Unfortunately, it did not last. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I've referenced this on the podcast before. I'm kind of thankful I didn't live there because I probably would have been there every freaking day. Now, since we're just going forward, one of the questions is, have you ever had an email read on the show? Now, clearly, duh. We're going to go one further because our producer forwarded me one of your emails and it was from a little Monday night football situation. The holy grail of emails. Yeah, well, I don't know. All right. So I I think it's funny that you actually know what High School Musical 2 is, but you want to talk about that real quick? Well, so what happened was, and yeah, I probably had over a thousand emails read and stuff like that, but we'll get to that in a second. So... (laughs) When Tony first went to Monday Night Football, you know, he loved the email segment and they thought, hey, why don't we do an email segment on Monday Night Football and we'll call it Hey Tony. And so they started it in the preseason and Nigel actually was the coordinator of things like that. And so they were they were asking for emails to be read. And so I, you know, I knowing me who sends in thousands of emails in a week i thought okay i'll try this out and what happened was there had just been an announcement that monday night football which was always the highest rated cable show always was (laughs) actually beaten out by high school musical 2 so that the basis of my email asking if he believed that steroids had something to do with high school musical two, um, Monday night football out of the number one position. I am an aficionado of high school musical two, high school musical one, and almost all Disney type movies as I currently have a 21 and 19 year old daughters. And so that time period was, you know, the height of high school musical Hannah Montana. You know, I, I'm well, well versed in that type of genre, unfortunately, well, uh, movies and things like that. That's part of my trivia specialty. Well, gotcha. you know, you, you might be dad of the week now. If you do they know you're coming on this podcast? My family does not quite accept my interaction <laughs> with the tone. So what you're saying is they're not tinies is basically what you're saying. (laughs) They actually really don't like it. Like when something is mentioned on, on the radio or something like that, which has occurred. Yeah. Well, since you like to name drop so much and you've never dropped mine, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe they'll hold on, hold on. Tip Sheeman is texting me. Oh, forget it. I'll take that later. Um, anyways, go on. (laughs) Yeah, well, if he calls, pipe him in, because I'd love to oh. get 
the forecast for tomorrow or something. Talk to Kip Sheeman, you know, between six and eight every morning because that's gotcha. when he does his radio show. Right. So, right. Um, well, listen, tell your daughters that you were interviewed today by the drummer for the world premiere productions of both High School Musical and High School Musical 2. So how's that? How do you like them apples? <laughs> On the stage, right? Not in the Yeah, film. the stage. The stage version, yes. I, I, we did the first national tour, so I was all around the country. I played, we played, where did we play down there? The National in D.C., and I'm trying to think where else we played. The Now, the funny part, the reason I only brought it up was because High School Musical 2 was a big old flop, okay? It might have been the highest rated cable show, but the stage show premiered in Atlanta, Georgia at the Fox Theater, and it was a flop. And it never went anywhere after that. It closed basically before it opened. And uh, High School Musical 1 was pretty successful, actually. That was a, that toured, we toured with that for about a year and a half. And actually, it was at the same time when they had the movie cast, that live version in concert. Sure. And uh, that was going around at the same time. They also had the ice show. I mean, I don't understand why Disney did that. They like oversaturated that market. But you know, you have to strike while the iron's hot. Tell him who you got to meet, though, because that's the important part. Oh, well, Zach and I are friends. You know, I mean, we were pals. You know, I mean, he, he came to the opening, of course. And uh, now, nah, actually, he was he was kind of a punk. But, you know, in, in rightfully so. He was 17 and a freaking star. He came to Atlanta to see the opening of the first High School Musical. And then when we were in Chicago, our Chicago opening, it had a few of the other cast members. Tisdale Sharpay. Ashley Tisdale. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, I believe she came out and a few other people. So that, you know, that was fun. That was that was in our heyday. And, hey. uh, so, you know, maybe you'll get some points with your daughters. I don't know. <laughs> well, that CD got burned into my minivan, needless to say. Um, uh-huh. It's funny because when we do trivia and it comes to like movies, I like have this like empty window of like 15 <laughs> years because I never went out to see a movie. Literally, all I was watching was Disney DVDs and High School Musical and Cody and whatever his name is on Disney <laughs> Plus all that kind of stuff. I mean, I was yeah. 100%. That was my life. But when the Disney tr- trivia category comes up, I'm there. I mean, I'm all over that one. Um, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> I, you know, because so many people made fun of that, but I always had a soft spot for it myself. That High School Musical franchise, that was crazy Such time. a phenomenon. Really I'd never seen anything like it. I mean, g- getting out the stage door, all that stuff, I just, it was just crazy. The The crowds were just nuts. Yeah, and, I definitely uh, had two posters of Zac Efron in my uh, college <laughs> dorm hanging up on my walls. <laughs> so, Neil, just a couple quick questions now before we take a quick break. This would probably be the last thing I would ask you because I'm very interested in this. You have on your other topics how softball changed your life for good and bad. And this is actually going to be really interesting, but I'm going to let you go first. So go ahead. Well, the reason why it changed my life for good is I was coaching third base and my wife was playing third base in a co-ed league and that is where we met. So, Stop it. Uh, that is so sweet. She was on the other team and I walked up to a, a buddy of mine who was happened to be on that team and I asked who the cute girl playing third base was and he goes, oh yeah, that's my ex-girlfriend, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so, you know, it, that was fine. And then how it ruined my life, not really ruined, I shattered my disc playing Ball. Well, so, you know, Nigel has thrown out the first pitch of a baseball game and I was I was there to catch a video and, and take pictures. Wow, of it wait, where it. was that? Cool. The D 
DC, actually, it's called the DC Grays. There is a, uh, the Cal Ripken League. It's called the Cal Ripken League. It's basically a wooden bat college league, much like uh-huh. the one that's up on the Cape. They have one down here. And the team is actually very close. The DC Grays is very close with, with the big show um, because their their manager comes on and talks and gives Tony swag at least once a year. And Nigel was uh, brought out to uh, throw out the first pitch. So, oh, wow. Uh, that's so cool. All right. So, well, let, let, let's do this. You're going to stick around. I'm not even going to ask. So let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. It's time for Littles Helping Littles. We haven't done this in a long time, but Roxy, do you know how many iTunes reviews we have already? Come on, Chuck. I have no idea. All right, Roxy, we have 18, which isn't bad, actually, for the reviews, but we need more. So Littles Helping Littles, Littles Help Us, go to iTunes, click on the iTunes store, search for the Loyal Littles podcast, then click on ratings and reviews. Under the customer reviews, click write a review. Then let us know what you think by clicking one to five stars. And you can leave comments like, we love your podcast. Or your email address is stupid. Or we love getting to know all the littles. Whatever you want. But please, please, please do it now. Rate and review on iTunes over there. And don't forget about Bill LaHecka's website, thiswebsitestinks.com. Also, don't forget Daryl Diamond, Miracle Workers Podcast. And of course, David Spector at bellsupwinery.com. And you can also find him on Twitter at bellsupwinery. Yes, they have a Twitter account. If you want a good laugh, don't forget about Jeff Heisen, jeffheisencomedy.com. And of course, Steve Osbolt, the great and flavorful, up at emeraldcitycatering.com. That's emeraldcitycatering.com. And if you're looking for any editing to be done, don't forget about Claire Natola at Cool on Claire. And of course, let's not forget about Robert Colpine and the TK store. That's shop.tonycornheisershow.com. And get your TK hats and your TK sweatshirts. And most importantly, a portion of those proceeds goes to Rocco's Warriors. Such a great community of littles helping littles. All right, what's next, Roxy? Let's go back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. We are fortunate enough today to have Neil and Rockville with us. Now, Neil, we've got some other fun questions. I mean, not that this guy needs to have his head blown up any bigger, but one of the comments you made is you'd like to talk about why Bill LaHecka is a god. Okay, because, you know, this is a... This is an interesting topic because this is a show about littles and, you know, what makes someone a little. And for me, mm-hmm. you know, emailing was has become obviously a big thing. So I started listening to Tony, I think it was about 2004, after his time with ESPN Radio, and then he became came back to WTEM. So I started emailing and would get some read and stuff like that. But at some point in time, I found LaHecka's website. And I heard his interview with you all, and it really was a wonderful place because it was a community. And and here's what, when I said, you know, I probably have had over a thousand emails read, there, there's a reason, and it's a different show, because when the show was live for so many years, Tony would read emails after the breaks. So there might be 
five or six different opportunities before the email segment, the mailbag, where he would read responses. So it was a very interactive show. Now, Laheka's board, we'd all gather at the same time because we'd all be listening live and we would be commenting about the show as it progressed. Ah, in real time, I see. In real time. And you could email the show in real time. So Tony might make a ridiculous comment, you know, in the first five minutes, and he might read one or two responses in the next segment. So you were able to email quickly as the show was progressing. So it was really interactive. It was it was a much different type of show. And Laheka's page allowed people of like minds to gather together and comment on stuff, positive and negative, because you know, Bill referenced the fact that it was a place also to attack the show sometimes. Because, yeah. you know, it's funny because uh someone who Tori take, um, who I happen to love, I've met her on numerous occasions and gone to the her chatter show and stuff like that but when tori first came on she was really ripped because people who might not know who tori's background was she was basically the spokesperson for rumsfelds so i mean people would would go on there and call her a warmonger and all this kind of stuff you know it, it took time for her to grow i mean a lot of people don't realize that tom cotton was on this show at some point in time it very few people know that actually Tucker Carlson used to sit in on a regular basis back in the old days because Nigel used to serve the meals at the uh, private school that Tucker Carlson went to. So Tucker and Nigel actually know each other quite well. Also in that group was Billy Bush. So when the whole Billy Bush thing came out, you had you know Nigel talking and about his old days that he used to go visit Billy Bush out in California. So there was a lot of people that would be very critical of the show. Some of the more recent changes, individuals who are on the show, I understand that Facebook can get a little, a little nasty. Um, well, about- that's what I was going to say, actually. The other ingenious thing about this with Bill was that this was before we had these Facebook groups, because back then Facebook was just for kids, or I should say yeah. high school, college College, students. yeah. The best thing about Bill's thing was, though, you could gather and listen to it live, and you could interact live with everybody else. So even though Facebook you know, has this interactive aspect, it wasn't immediate in conjunction with the show. So you would have Mike from Burke, Virginia would be on there all the time. And a lot of other individuals would be on there making comments, emailing. I mean, so it was like, it was really a community where you would gather together at the same time, almost every day, if you could make it and sort of listen as a community, interact as a community, email as a community. And that's, that was a great, great sort of time. It it didn't help with trying to do your job needless to say but you know it was a great opportunity to to really have fun with the show the fact that it's a podcast now and you know you can listen when you want to you can binge listen you can you know listen two or three weeks later days later hours later it it takes it's definitely a different type of show and it was a lot less sports back then and a lot more about tony trying to get angry where people trying to make Tony angry, like Gary and and Gene in particular, would would try and get him to go on rants. Because that was always, the, the show used to be known as Death Star Radio, um, right. before it was Old Guy Radio. The old shows, I mean, I know Tony is seen as this 
kindly old grandpa now, but if you listen to some of the old shows when calling for bike riders to be run down by cars, um, it was a much different show. I mean, they joke about the uh, cross-country skiers in the winter, but I mean, there was a confrontation between Tony ultimately and Lance Armstrong because of what stuff he had said. And, And all that's a lot of those things are on YouTube. So it was really, it was a different type of show. It, it definitely had a different tenure. I mean, I grew up listening because I'm from Rockville and from this era. I grew up reading Tony. And so Roni, right. Tony's is very, was very sarcastic, very would go after people. I mean, he got some criticism when he was on Monday Night Football and he just started going after some of the people when he first got back on his show because he didn't think it was very fair. And there's unending jokes about those individuals and that they should be run down, that their heads should be cut off and put up on pikes and, <laughs> and things like that. So much more aggressive type show before it Michael became involved um, right. in, a, in a couple of visuals. It's sort of, it got a lot more tamer over the years. And, and Tony's actually the same way because nowadays Tony is, you know, very open and very receptive to meeting people and shaking hands. And when he was a chatter, he was a host and he would walk around and meet people at the tables and stuff. But in the old days, there was some reference about it. You'd have to basically talk to Nigel. Nigel would have to you know, make sure that you had your shots and that you knew not to look Tony in the eye when you walked in and think not that bad, but, but he was a lot more less open to meeting people. Didn't really like, not that he didn't like people coming to the show, but you know, it, it was, it was a lot different situation because people were always trying to get Tony to do stuff and things like that. And, but once he got, went to chatter, I mean, his personality really was different and he was he was wonderful. I mean, he would just go and take pictures and shake hands and all that kind of stuff. So he is really, he is definitely now a, a grandpa who, uh, who's really fun to hang out with. Not as fun as Carol, because Carol, <laughs> you got to imagine to live with Tony, what Carol has to do. <laughs> right. Not only the house, but also just what, you know, is said on the radio, because things that are said on the radio are 100% true. Right. So, well, one of my biggest uh, regrets was the first time and only time I've ever met Tony. Carol was with him, and I was just so in awe of the moment and getting my book signed that I didn't even say hi. I think I, I, I probably said hi, but I should have paid a lot more attention to her, and that's my biggest fail so far in my Tony Kornheiser past. But he was, it was just great. They just meeting them both was so great. So I do want to go back real quick because something interesting, you told us this great story about how you met your wife. Now you also dropped in there that when you asked about her, it was your friend's ex-girlfriend? Just a buddy of mine. I just asked who she was and he said, oh, uh, I dated her some period of time. So now are you still friends with him? Was he the best man at your wedding? Like how did that all happen? Yeah. I I mean, we were friends of friends and stuff like that. It was, it it wasn't wasn't he he didn't become the best man at my wedding or anything okay all right well the reason i brought that up was because one of your other topics for discussion was why you're not facebook friends with any littles work associates or even the woman to whom you were related to by marriage so go into that a little bit that's very interesting so when facebook started it was like who do i want to be facebook friends with and I came to the realization is first off, I was like, well, what do I want to use Facebook for? And I'm like, well, you know, I want to use Facebook so I can be in contact with like my elementary school friends, middle school, high school, college, and like camp friends. Cause I went to camps very similar to Tony. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to 
cut off the date of, of people that I'm going to be Facebook friends with at 1992, because that was the year that I passed the bar, I became an attorney. And so everything after that is sort of my professional career and just other individuals. And if I want to interact with you that way, I'm probably doing it naturally. This way, I don't have to not, if a client wants to Facebook friend me or someone at work wants to Facebook friend me, I don't have to start choosing. So I'm, so I basically set the rule. If I didn't know you before 1990, you're not my Facebook friend. So <laughs> I didn't, didn't know my wife in 1992. I didn't know a lot of people. And it's just, it's easy for me. It, I, I can follow my friends from people that I won't see on a regular occasion or hardly ever, or people that I've, it's funny. I, I, I'm Facebook friends with like probably like 10 people in my first grade class type thing, yeah. or like, like fraternity brothers or law school friends and stuff. So it's really, it's very personal. That way I'm not getting into the whole mishigas of everyone else's life and I don't need to know about your kids and you went to X, Y, and Z. It's just like, it's a nice place to go to relax, to keep up with old friends that you wouldn't normally even be in touch with. And so that's what I sort of use it for. It, it's Otherwise, it just starts to, then you're starting to pick friends and not pick friends. And right. um, so that, that's sort of the reason I limit my Facebook friends and and stuff like that. And I told my wife, I was like, listen, I didn't know you. Sorry, you don't follow. <laughs> well, so. I was gonna say, that's Sorry, you hard, don't make the cut. That's a hard you rule follow. And Roxy, you know, I don't know. I think he's more of a rule follower than you are in that. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think that's what Facebook was meant to be at the beginning. And it sort of evolved into this really interesting place, but not <laughs> always one word. good. Not always good. Well, a lot of times good, but not always good. So I th I say good for you for keeping it the way it was originally intended to be. That is awesome. So, um, and this one I definitely want to get into because I agree 100%. You have why you have to listen to the show at least twice when Gary Braun is on. Oh, my God. Gary is the most subversive person in the world. Jean, Jeannie, however she wants to call herself these days. I don't know. Jean, um, yep. I've, I've actually met the funny thing about that Jean Genie issue is I've met her numerous times and uh -huh. I've called her both. And I'm always like hesitant. It's like, God, which is it? Is it Jean? Is it Genie? Because Tony will call her both. So it's like you're never quite sure what she goes by. So I was just laughing hysterically when that when she finally brought that up. But Gary, Gary talks under his breath. I mean, if Gary has the ability to make comments, he will he will make comments under his breath. So you really got to listen closely. And you really <laughs> got to listen twice because there is a show under a show when it comes to, when it comes to Braun, he just will, he will just make snide remarks under his, his breath that if you miss them, you're missing half the show over the history of the show. He's the one that can egg Tony on the most. I mean, in the old days, he would get him into rants. He would, and, and actually Gene could do it also. They would just say things or they would bring up people's names or situations <laughs> that would just basically touch Tony off and he could go on. I mean, he hasn't had a good rant in, I don't think, years. <laughs> I mean, he could go 15 minutes about individuals or groups of people. I mean, like the cyclists or people who might have criticized him or people at the Washington Post. Gary's like the one person you got to be really careful about when he's on the show because there's so much... Whenever Gary talks, there's usually a double reason for what he's saying. He's, mm -hmm. he's, he's the best sort of co-person with Tony 
to get Tony real insights to come out. Right. One more topic I wanted to get to for sure is this is interesting and especially because of your background, but why have you never attended a Jingle Fest? And they're like right there next to your home, right? Literally, one of the Jingle Fest was at the the Marriott Convention Center in what's called North Bethesda, which is literally maybe half a mile from my house. So, uh, So what happened is when jingle the first jingle fest was set it was set during a period of time where my family once a year every summer we have a week that we go to the beach with my we went to the beach with my parents we go to rehoboth so you know obviously we go to rehoboth because that's where tony lives so we would go to the, the beach the same week every year well it just so happens that that was the same week every year the jingle fest occurred so i'd always be with my family in Rehoboth as Jingle Fest was going on basically outside my back door. And so I was never able to attend. But also, as I like to say, I was also doing everyone a favor, sort of like when there's the uh, when the president gives State of the Union address, they always have one cabinet member whooshed out to somewhere in West Virginia because in case something someone were to attack the Capitol and wipe out the whole upper right. echelons of government, there's at least one survivor. Well, I yeah. was dedicated myself as the lone survivor of the show. <laughs> so if something well, happened at Fest, you, like know, you do know food, there's an actual term for that, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, designated I mean, survivor. That was the that was, that the was name. always the survivor for the show being out in Rehoboth in case bad food or something like that (laughs) cyclists storm in and just start beating everyone at least I would be able to continue on with at least emails on a constant basis and try and keep the show alive as possible so um unfortunately I've never yeah (laughs) I've never met a, a lot of the littles except I started meeting a lot of them when they would come to chatter yeah. So, so you've never even met Negrelli, right? No, Negrelli. No, I've met Negrelli because Negrelli would come sometimes to chatter. The funniest oh, thing is I the see, first gotcha. time I met Negrelli. This is a good story. First time I met Negrelli was Negrelli and I and maybe five other people went up to a little town called Frederick, Maryland, where we went into what was basically someone's garage for a comedy show, which was, of course, where Nigel performed. So Nigel would perform comedy every right. here and there. So we actually went up and we met there and Nigel performed uh, a comedy set. Wow. So that's actually Riley and I first met. We've met numerous times and we've we've worked together on a couple of jingles and stuff like that. Not as much as Joe Arrow and I. Joe, Joe was right. my guy. Um, mm-hmm. gotcha. Joe was the best because I would write something, literally something would be said on the show or something would occur. I'd spend about two hours writing stuff down. I'd I'd ship it off to to Joe. I'd say, Joe, here it is. Here's the song. Boom. He'd come back to it within about five hours, and we would try and get it in for the next day. But we never met for a long time. It was we, I, we always called ourselves. We were like Elton John and Bernie Taupin. We were like two rooms. We never <laughs> met for years until we actually met up at a football game and had beers together, and then we would see each other a chatter every once in a while right, stuff like that. Right. But, uh, All right. Well, so as an homage to the show, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, Neil, could you just introduce yourself? Tell us what you do and tell us anything about yourself that you'd like the littles <laughs> to know. Well, I was basically raised in Rockville, Maryland. I was a private criminal defense attorney for about 20 years, 
subsequently went into uh, work for the work for the man pension, get insurance, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, just a government hack. Have two uh, two wonderful daughters, one 21, one 19, one at Pitt, the older one's at Pitt, and the younger one is uh, up at the Syracuse Newhouse School. And the woman to whom I'm still related by marriage, my first wife, is... Uh, He's an audiologist. We literally grew up probably like three miles from each other, but never knew each other. Our parents didn't know each other, but they, when we had like, you know, rehearsals and stuff like that, they had a lot of mutual friends. So, uh, but yeah, I'm just, I'm a local Rockville person. Well, you know, well, I, I was going to say, that's the big question. Are you all, have you always been in Rockville? I went out to college out at Washington University in St. Louis. Then I came back, went to law school at University of Maryland in Baltimore and then moved, you know, moved back home to to Rockville, where I where I sit to this day. Well, Neil, we can't thank you enough for taking the time and coming on. And no pressure, but WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. I assure you, if we were ever lucky enough to get an email from you, we would definitely frame it. So uh, real quick, actually, uh, how can we get in touch with you? What, what do you want people to know? I mean, we know you want to be our Facebook friends. What else can we do? Are you on Twitter, all that stuff? <laughs> I'm on the Twitter. This will surprise people. It's Neil. <laughs> the letter and Rockville. Um, and I'm, you know, I follow you guys. I follow TK Little's, the podcast show, Courtney, you know, a lot of the important people. I try and I'm, I interact with some of the bigs whenever possible and, you know, make rude commentary as much as possible. <laughs> kind of like Mike in Burke, Virginia, but not as good as Mike. Mike and Josh Cromwell from Ozone, Mississippi yep. are probably the, considered the two best emailers in the history of the show. They were great. They were not only quality, but also quantity, particularly right. back in the day. But you still get still get regulars. And Shad with his haikus, which in and of himself, he's he's an individual that just can't be equaled. He, he's, exactly. on, he's on the Mount Rushmore. Well, trust me, they're on the wish list for sure. Hopefully they're listening to this and we would love to have you come on the pod someday so we can meet you. Neil, thank you so much. This has been so great. I can't even begin to tell you. It's been a pleasure. Let me just also say, anyone out there, buy your swag, help Rocco's Warriors. Oh, absolutely. Charity helps not only the kids, that family, but but a lot of different kids. and, And that's really important. I'd also just recommend people listeners to and, and littles go on to youtube find some of the old shows listen to the shows about the cyclists and other shows from back in the day where he would rant about volcanoes and, and stuff like that <laughs> it really will help it sort of put the show in a little bit more of a context and additionally they are just hilarious even if you listen to them maybe they're 10 years old but they're great. Listen to it. Have fun. Use the code, people. Use the code. <laughs> <laughs> These are all things we promote. And in all seriousness, going back to uh, Rocco's Warriors, if you want a really good, first of all, it's shop.tonykornheisershow.com is where you can get your hat and sweatshirt. Also, the I believe it was the December 26th episode. It was what we called basically the Christmas episode where we had Robert Berg, and he goes in-depth to where all that money goes. And it was so heartwarming and it was such a great description. So you know your money's going to a very, very worthy cause. Thanks again, Neil. Hopefully we'll see you on the chat boards and everywhere else. And uh, But thanks so much for coming on to meet us. All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. 
Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And that was unbelievable. Some of those stories, all these stories that these littles tell are just absolutely amazing. So thank you, Neil, for coming on. We really appreciate it. And you know what, Roxy, the best part about having a new podcast? What is that? (laughs) Well, I mean, it's basically that we can do whatever we want. We can make up new segments. We can have whoever we want on. And so we've decided to create a new segment, and it's just the Loyal Littles Wellness Check segment. And so we actually wanted to just check in, make sure, because as most littles know, there was, I think there was a missing persons file and (laughs) just all these different things. But please welcome to the show, Mr. Joe Arrow. How you doing, Joe? Hey, I'm not in captivity and I'm doing well. How are you guys? Amazing. So happy to hear that. (laughs) We just wanted to check in, make sure everything was okay. You know, like text five numbers or something to my phone. If you need help down there, we'll send help. You don't know how many texts and how many email messages and how many um, greetings I've gotten asking the same thing. Do you need some some type of assistance? Are you are you really ever coming home? Are you lost in Atlanta? But well, I, real quick, <laughs> Joe, you apparently have a, a, a guest there, right? Yes, yes. We're live. We're here at the, wait a minute, we're at the Hampton, what is this called? The Hampton, Hampton Galleria. Hampton Nager? What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're at the Hampton Nager Galleria in Atlanta. And uh, next to me, next to me right now, special for this special event is Stephanie Jacob, who I met about a month or so ago, right before Christmas, when she... And I'm only slightly holding him hostage, okay? Uh, ah. well, hello, Stephanie. A loyal little Stephanie, right? Oh, uh, yes. She is. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, wow. Amazing. This is terrific. Well, thanks for popping on. She, and... she She's speechless. She's speechless. I would be, too. I still <laughs> think there's something... Tell me the player I... thing. What, what were you saying? <laughs> oh, no. She just... she We're just concerned, and, you know, we just wanted to make sure everyone was safe down there, and... I know that Claire is the first one to to bet that I wouldn't be back in four days. I know that. <laughs> ah. <laughs> well, we have been playing around with it uh, uh, in Bob's group, uh, Littles Making Picks. We've had some fun over there in that group. We've been p- have some odds on when... What are the I, ads I, at now, right now? I, I don't know. I think it was an over-under situation. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm Honestly, I'd have to go check. I'm not, well, I'm not up to date know, on that. Just go ahead and let me know. <laughs> take the over? Take the over? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I, I would take well, there has been an update. There has, been an up, there has been an update to that in the, past, today, yeah. in the past four hours. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was supposed okay. to... All right, so I was supposed to check out tomorrow and leave and come home, and I was like, this is really going to suck to drive on the weekend of the NFC-AFC championship games, and I somehow managed to talk her into another week. Whoa. So wow. Take the over. Take the over. <laughs> Take the over. Wow. Inside information. All right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, it was so much fun going to like the Atlanta local place. Uh, last week, we went to the Yard House to watch the divisional playoffs on Sun. Was it Sunday? Mm-hmm. That was so much fun. I want to go back there on Sunday to watch the at least the first game of the of the title games because it was okay. so much fun. And today we were over at uh, Truist for the. Um, well, I was gonna say I saw your post. Can you go into that real quick? What was that like? Uh, yeah, there were a lot of kids. There were a lot of kids over there that really didn't know who he was, and they were like taking pictures, and they had somebody taking everybody's picture, and they were putting flowers down, and they now, had his picture everywhere. And, sure. And they sure. had like the tribute stuff all over the place. We made a point in the first. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. We made a point in the first uh, part of the episode, uh, the passing. We're talking, of course, about uh, Hank Aaron uh, passing. It was Pay just no really cool to, cool to like be in Atlanta and right near the stadium, even though he didn't play there, but. 
it it was still cool. It was sure. it's a cool vibe. Sure, yeah. sure. Well, he meant so much to that city, and well, he meant so much to baseball. Period. But yeah. especially yeah. that city. That's just really. It was it was sad news for sure. But, I'll tell you what. It's just like this whole. I never thought that I would like enjoy another place like I have in being in Atlanta the last week, but it is really really nice here. I oh, really Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you been to Mary Max yet? No, have we? No, she hasn't I taken mean, me there. I have. I haven't. No, I haven't. Mary Max. That's my favorite. <laughs> you know, Joe. that's my slightly, favorite. They only just opened like a oh, month ago. Oh, true. Yeah. Gotcha, maybe. Yeah. 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 So, no, it's walking distance someday. from the Fox Theater where we played all the time. Love it. Oh my God, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. That's my old neighborhood for sure. We I, were at the we were at the Terrapin Tap Room about an hour ago. Oh, okay. Go nice. Terps. Fear the turtle. Excellent. I know, it has nothing to do with he, He's trying to, like, hijack. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> well, you two, you stay safe down there. Enjoy your week. Enjoy the games. And, uh, Stephanie, we're definitely going to have you back on for an episode. We'll get to meet you finally. Joe, get home at some point, though. you got a lot of people worried about you. That's all I'm all saying. Right, <laughs> okay, so it's it's really going to happen next Saturday. I'm leaving next Saturday. The 30th. Okay. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll see. <laughs> she exactly. says we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Love it. Well, thank you two for coming yeah. on, letting us know Joe's safe and sound. We really appreciate it. Safe and sound. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you so thank much, you so much nice for coming on. You. We'll talk to you soon, Steph. Yeah, we'll have you back on. Bye. Okay. All right, all you loyal little. So Joe Arrow is safe and sound, and don't expect him back anytime shortly. <laughs> That's all we have for this week. Roxy, how can everyone get in touch with us? Email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. You can also find us on the Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod and on our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to jump over to iTunes. That's so important to us. Rate, review, and subscribe over there. Even if you get your podcast on a different location, if you wouldn't mind heading over to iTunes to at least just give us a rate and the review, that would be fantastic. We really appreciate it. Thanks again, all you loyal listeners, and we'll talk to you next time. Use the code, people. Use the code. <laughs> <laughs>
podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. Oh, yeah.